Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order. We're going to talk about these movies so that you don't have to. I'm struggling today. (laughs) Joining me, as always. We're going to watch all the movies and then talk about them so that you don't have to. Oh, God, is that what I usually say? Yes. (laughs) I feel like this is the fourth podcast we've done where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hungover. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like that bad. I'm just really tired today. It's Christmas season, a lot of Christmas parties. Did not formally introduce us. I'm your host, Steve, for the (laughs) uninitiated. Every podcast is somebody's first podcast. The uninitiated. I'm sorry for all of you. Oh, God. Yeah, that this is your first one. We're going to try to have some fun today. This was a weird movie for sure. But I am joined, as always, by Hannah Martin. With Hannah Martin, I can't think of words today. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Hannah's here. How are you doing this weekend? I'm great. Yeah, better than Steve. Oof, yeah, it really just hit me how tired I am all of a sudden. As soon as we turned on the microphones, I was we like, oh went my to God. a party last night, and I walked in the door, and I immediately was like, I need to leave and get coffee. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, is this how old people feel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it was nonstop parties yesterday, and it, it, they were fun parties. So don't don't get me wrong. But it was just a a long day for sure. So this week we're talking about the 1991 film Zandali. Zandali, I didn't really know anything about it going in, except that I had a coworker ask me if I had seen this movie before. And all he said was, it's weird, man. And it is weird. It's also really kind of slow. We'll get into more of the specifics later, but very brief overview is that it's a movie about a woman who cheats on her husband with her husband's best friend, and it's set in the early 90s in New Orleans. So there's a lot of great facial hair and great accents and things like that. But Nick Cage is top build, even though the movie is called Zandali, and that's the name of the girl, and the whole movie is about Zandali. Nick Cage is still the number one build person on, on, this, on the poster. And then number two is Judge Reinhold. Yeah, he's back with Judge Reinhold, his old buddy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So they finally got some scenes together. And Judge Reinhold was something in this movie. Yep. We'll we'll get into it momentarily. (laughs) Our first segment that we like to do is Hannah does a little bit of background research on the movie. Maybe she'll relay us a a behind-the-scenes story or how Nick Cage got the job or where he's at in his life. So what kind of story do you have for me this week? Well, first, we'll talk a little bit about the rankings or the ratings. I I always forget that part. I even pulled it up on my computer sitting in front of me, and I totally (laughs) skipped it. So what are those? So this is Zandali, like we said. It has Mm a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and then I think 33% Rotten Tomatoes, if I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have 33% as well. But I think 4.4 might be the lowest... That's the lowest score we've seen on on IMDb, surprisingly. If something was rated at all, I highly doubt that last yeah. week's the well. So we talked about Nightmare last... Symphony <laughs> was rated anything. Yeah. So last week was a pretty short episode because it was Industrial Symphony Number no. One, The Dream of the Broken Hearted, and it was a super weird, almost like performance art piece that Nick Cage was barely in, and there were like three ratings on imdb that were seven eight nine so it's its ranking was pretty high even though it was a cinematic people rated them (laughs) yeah because three people rated it It was three people who were in the movie yeah and they didn't even (laughs) rate it a 10 they were like this was 
not my best effort. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not my best effort, but I could have done better, and that's okay. But it also could have been worse. Right. <laughs> I don't know how much worse that movie could have been. But so anyway, let's talk about how bad Zandali was. So Zandali was was pretty rough. Uh, but <laughs> before we get into the movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, we we gotta do we gotta get lay lay the the groundwork. What what's some of the background information? All right, so. This movie takes place in New Orleans. Yes. And apparently this is the second movie that he's filmed in New Orleans. We didn't mention this, but Mm. in 1990 when he did Wild at Heart, that was also in New Orleans. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was part of it was. It was filmed in New Orleans, but. Well, part of it was filmed in New Orleans. They like Mm. kind of traveled around the country a little bit, but there was part that he was in New Orleans. So Nick Cage has this passionate love affair with. The city of New Orleans. Of course he does. I think we mentioned this last week when he started to show some signs of desperation in the financial department. Yes, he's had some financial troubles, made some bad investments. A lot of those weird purchases that he has made had to do with New Orleans. Oh, like what? I don't want to say them just yet because technically none of them came about in 1991. Okay. But because he had now filmed two movies in New Orleans, mm. it's like starting to, I don't know. Like his love, yeah. Yeah, his love affairs is growing. His love affair for the city is growing. So, so. I found an a, uh, an interview okay. with, from NOLA.com, Ooh. New Orleans, Louisiana. Louisiana. And it says, you have a history with Louisiana. And I was wondering if there was anything specific that you love about the state of new orleans the state of new orleans okay any memories that you would like to share and he said i have so many memories i've gone through a lot of changes in louisiana i feel like i grew up there i went out there at a young age i did the 1990 david lynch drama wild at heart and the 1991 drama zandali now when we were watching this movie i think i mentioned to you can Mm -hmm. you believe that he's as young as he is because he does not look that He's looking a little rough. Yeah. He's, so he yeah. like mentions, he's like, oh, I was so young when I went out there. And like, if you're looking at him, like I, he looks like he's 40. I think he's like 28. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He's in his 20s for sure. But he is looking a little rough. There, There is one scene towards the end of the movie where he gets his hair wet. And so you can see through and he's like losing his hair. Already. Yeah. yeah. He is still in pretty great shape though. You see him shirtless a couple of times Absolutely. and he's in really good shape still. Not yeah. as bulky so... as he was for like Birdie, but still pretty, pretty jacked. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's talking about, he's saying, like, he's had some experience there with Mardi Gras. A lot of things that he's experienced there have just been very unique. It's not like anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. There's this confluence of culture and spirituality and and cuisine. It's just a very special place. Well, he's not wrong. No. I don't know. He's just, like, there are a lot of places that are, like, every other place in New Orleans is just not that place. Mm. So he really loves New Orleans. And I'm hoping that that anecdote there sets the stage, I, I think, for maybe a few years from now. A few years down the line. Um, yeah. Some very curious purchase that he ma- purchases, purchases that he yeah. makes. So I couldn't find, I don't know, like early in his career, he neglected to do a lot of press, I think mm. he said, because it made him nervous. And I'm surprised that he, well, I guess I'm not, this was straight to D, straight to VHS. Yes. This movie. In the U.S., right? In the U.S. Uh, I think internationally it may have been in theaters okay. in just a few countries, but in the United States it was straight to VHS. So I doubt that they did any press for this. That's true. So I did find 
the director talking about him. Who is the director? His name's Sam Pillsbury. Do you know if he's done anything else? Yeah. He's from New Zealand. Ah. I like Taika Waititi. He's from New Zealand. I like The Flight of the Concords. They're from New Zealand. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to add my anecdotes. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> this, is, this is the quality content that people tune in for. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so he... He described Nick Cage as a total professional, but also a lot of fun. This a is like total the f- professional. This is, yeah, this is the first time that anyone said that about him. Nah, yeah. And then there was like a minor character in this movie. I don't even remember what his name was, but he, his name Zach Galligan, is the actor. Who, who was he? Was he the old man? No, there's a picture of him here. This dude. Oh, he was like the art purchaser. I guess. Uh, I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Nick Cage plays an artist, so I think he's the guy that buys the paintings from Nick. Okay, well, <laughs> he made no impact on me whatsoever. Um, so he said that he had a good time with Nick. He was a very, very unpredictable person to work with, which at first frightened me, and then eventually I found to be exciting because you never know what he was going to do next. It's what film acting is all about, trying to capture something spontaneous in the moment. So it's people like this that are like gassing him up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're yes. <laughs> I don't really recognize. I just pulled up the IMDb for Sam Pillsbury. I don't really recognize anything else that he's known for writing or directing. That's so unsurprising. <laughs> Any other things behind the scenes interviews? I really no. couldn't find much. Okay. No worries. You know, this movie, I, I highly suspect that we will quickly forget this movie. It's incredibly forgettable. It really is. So very, before we kind of get into the scene by scene uh, recap of the movie, this movie is really kind of quiet and boring. And then it's peppered in with pretty graphic sex scenes. So don't watch this movie with your parents, for example, but. Or children. Or a friend, even because it's just a boring movie. Put on something better. You know, anything else to add? No, it's, okay. it's just like a, it's just a porno, honestly. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of <laughs> like a softcore porn for a good chunk of this movie. <laughs> so let's get into the Nicolas Cage scenes for Zandali 1991. We find out that, I think I mentioned this already, Zandali is the girl's name, but we didn't really find that out until like 30 Halfway minutes into the movie. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't really see Nick until a good couple minutes into the movie. It really focuses around Judge Reinhold and his girlfriend Zandali. Yeah. Or Erica his wife. Anderson. Erica Anderson. Oh, very forgettable. Yeah. She woman. wasn't, you looked it up. She wasn't really in anything else. No. Right? I mean, she has three facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> I think she did pretty and good for the role. And used all three yeah in, in different order through yeah. the movie yeah you know like but a, a baseball pitcher can still be dominant with only three pitches you know what i mean he's well, acting like it baseball. clearly didn't work for her because <laughs> she's not been in much else That's true actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the first time we see nick is they're at someone so else's bachelor, bachelor party. party yeah judge reinhold is at someone else's bachelor party and nick and Cage shows up. nick shows up and apparently they're like childhood friends, high yeah, school friends or something. but they haven't something. seen each other in years. Mm-hmm. And that's why Nick gets introduced in the next scene to Judge Reinhold's wife. 
So in the, in the first scene we see Nick, though, Nick is sporting some choice facial hair and just regular hair. So he's got pretty much like a mullet. And it's just a mass of a mullet. And it, it honestly looks like, oh, it's probably, well, I don't think it's a wig. It, it might be extensions down the back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't if know. That could be all au naturel. Because like I said, when it got wet, it was, you could see through it like it wasn't a wig. So that would be weird. But Yeah. It's probably yeah, either extensions or just God's graces upon his head. Yeah. So there's God's graces <laughs> I'm listening back to last week's episode because so again I'm out of it every Sunday apparently for when we record these podcasts but listening back to last week's episode because I had a I had a cold last week I don't know if you could hear it or not but I was like man I really missed a lot of Hannah's jokes in last, <laughs> I, I like just didn't respond to hilarious things you said at all appreciate you yeah I appreciate you too so they're at this bachelor party and Nick Cage there's a stripper comes up to Nick Cage and he does what he always does. He like grabs her by the head and just manhandles her and he pours whipped cream all over her, which is kind yeah, of Yeah, she yeah. came over with a bottle of whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and Judge Reinhold, they're kind of drunk and they go back to Judge Reinhold's house to meet his wife, I guess. And this is where we first kind of see that this movie is just a lot of people sitting around and talking and talking. But about and nothing. Talking, but they're not really talking about anything. And I don't know if we find out here, maybe we find out, found out in an earlier scene with just Judge Reinhold, but Judge Reinhold used to be a, a successful poet, but then oh, his father God. died and he had to take over his father's business. So Judge You're Reinhold, so moody. Judge Reinhold's always talking like the winds of the South will blow down the well of agony. And you're like, ugh. This man just talks in metaphor. <laughs> Atonement and forgiveness are the dual blades that pierce society. And you're like, Oh my God, Judge Reinhold, this is brutal. Like it's very clearly, he's like just trying to be Tennessee Williams. Yeah, but it's like the writer is writing about a writer, and he's like, "Oh, this guy, I'm gonna write this guy." So like, it's overwriting. I think is what kind of happens here. But what do I know, right? So this is a pretty good outfit that Nick Cage is in. It's a pretty standard. He's wearing like a red blazer and a big belt buckle. It's pretty solid. I don't know. I, throughout the movie, I was trying to figure out what would be his best dressed, and I don't know what it would be. But I have an there, idea. Oh. There's a, there's a scene. So th- also, spoiler alert, I guess, for this movie that we're going to spoil anyway in like 10 minutes. But th- this movie takes a massive turn. With 20 minutes left in the movie, there's a huge turn at the end. Everyone it just gets loses weird. their goddamn minds. They lose their minds. So we'll... we'll there's no catalyst uh, for it, though. No. It we'll, just... It like... Yeah. That was the worst snap. That, Hold on. That was Let's a try. snap. Hold on. That was better, I Maybe. guess. Maybe. Let me know. Rate my snap. Let us know in Comment the comments. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us, even though we don't have a Twitter. We, we have, have an, an Instagram. We have an Instagram. At I know why the Nick Cage bird sings. So hit us up on there. If How does Hannah's snap sound? <laughs> out of 10. Out I won't of be t- offended. Out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so we also find out here, which I think I mentioned a second ago, that Nick Cage is a painter and he wants to paint a portrait of Judge Reinhold, I guess as a favor or something. And then he's like, well, you're the boss now. But then later we find out that... Are they in love? Who, Judge Reinhold and Nick Cage? Like in real life or in the movie? Yeah, in real life, Steve. They might be Hen. I don't know. (laughs) Nick Cage says that his brother is a cat that he got high with. He has a pet octopus. He bought mansions all over the world and then didn't pay for them. He just like lost a dinosaur skull once yeah but that he means that you're, you're looping judge reinhold into that 
That's fine. I, what do you know about Judge Reinhold? Maybe he's weird too. But Judge Reinhold, like every other movie he's in, I think we mentioned it in Fast Times, he just looks like somebody's stepdad. And especially in this movie because he's got a nice big mustache going. So keep that in mind when we're talking about this. Also two. keep the love affair in mind as what we move affair? forward. Between, yeah, between these their two. characters. Oh, yeah. All right. That's an interesting theory. Let's yeah. see if it plays out as we yeah. go through the movie. Yeah. Because I never thought of it. It is interesting. You, you're an interesting person. I, I know. I appreciate you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, again, they're talking about like, oh my God, in the, I'd rather be a painter in agony than a something in the... And he mentions Donald Trump. At one point, he's like, even if you're Donald Trump, you need a creative outlet or something like like that. That that joke didn't age well. It aged interestingly. (laughs) I even wrote down the words boring scene for this scene. The next time we see him, I guess, is the next morning, and he's painting in the living living room, and somebody hands him a cookie, and Hannah and I both kind of like, we grabbed each other's hands and went, oh my God, how's he going to eat this? But he ate it totally normally, so I guess he's capable of doing it. If you recall in previous episodes, we've dissected the way that Nicolas Cage eats things, and it's kind of like... He is eating something for the first time, but also thinks it might be the last time he's ever going to get any sustenance. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want a real prime example of that, just kind of Google it from Peggy Sue Got Married or go back and listen to our podcast on Peggy Sue Got Married, which is like surprisingly our most listened to podcast when I look at the statistics. So I guess a lot of people have heard that one. So Yeah, that movie was shit. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Remember when she got humped back into the current time? <laughs> like that was the t- that was how they fixed time machine or, or fixed time travel. <laughs> that movie was a time travel movie. It was a time oh travel movie. God. Remember that? Yeah, oh. it was fun. So it was also at this point after Nick starts kind of painting a portrait of Judge Reinhold. And it's like an abstract painting. It's a pretty good painting. I don't think Nick is actually doing the painting, but still. Zandali ends up at a strip club or something. And Hannah says, this movie is just using nudity because it's boring. Like, they really overuse nudity. You see Zandali naked a lot in this movie. Full frontal. Yeah, full Top frontal. Top and bottom. Yes, yeah, yeah. And behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> there is one scene, too. If you're really into stepdad Judge <laughs> Judge Reinhold and his flat butt, if you really want to see Judge Reinhold's got Reinhold's two pancakes butt, back there. <laughs> that you see it at some point in this movie. <laughs> Man needs to do some squads. Yeah, yeah. He's got to work on it. I don't think you actually see Nick... No, you and anything see. from the waist down, Mm-mm. but yeah. But we have so. Yeah, yeah. So then, new uh, another thing is that uh, Zandali's always going for runs. So Zandali goes on a run and and runs into Steve Buscemi, who's in this movie, who plays this guy who's always running from the cops, but it's kind of like in a funny way. I don't know. But you also mentioned wasn't he collecting trash too? Yeah, he was a trash collector, but then he was also he had like a like, prisoner shirt on, and he's collecting trash. I think he was collecting trash because he was a prisoner. They let them do that. Yeah, what you know? I don't know. They're just unsupervised I, collecting I did, trash. <laughs> I didn't live in New Orleans in 1991. <laughs> I was too busy. No wonder Nick Cage yeah. likes it there so much. Yeah, they let the it's prisoner. a lawless wasteland. Yeah, yeah. It really is. What we've been there. Yes, yeah. I was drunk at noon. Oh yeah. Gambling all of my money. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to you, you weren't gambling all of your money. You were no, just gambling like all the large cash amounts that I, of it. All the cash that <laughs> yeah. I had. <laughs> yeah. You were just like, I'll just win it back. It's fine. And I'm like, that's not really how gambling works. I. But you did, I did, to your credit. You won it back. So let's see. So yeah, he runs into Zandali on one of her 
runs and he's got a fake tattoo and he calls it a black rose of fate tattoo and that he's he got, drawn with a sharpie yeah and he's got a sharpie and he's like here's Andy, let me give you a tattoo and she's like no oh my god nick <laughs> and just runs away and then also kind of flirts with steve buscemi on her way out which is very strange but so he's back so he's back at the house and he's finished the painting of judge reinhold and he's got some really good looking glasses on so i think that's probably one of his best looks is when he wears the glasses it works for was him. it the orange tinted glasses possibly i don't really remember i didn't write that down but this scene is where after judge reinhold's like oh i think i'm gonna put the painting in the bedroom and he goes to the bedroom and he just goes over to zandali who they've had no real interactions before and he just plants a big kiss on her and she starts kissing him back and they just start making out in the living room while Judge Reinhold's in the other room trying to figure out where to put the painting. Like, the relationship then, like, comes out Coily of nowhere. then, like, pushes him away and is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm married to your best friend. And it's like, what is happening? Why Why would she just be okay with that? That comes up a lot in these movies. Where Moonstruck. Nick Cage, yeah. Where Nick Cage and Moonstruck. That is a, Nick Cage and the female lead. Yeah. Have no connection. No. Have never spoken. No. And they just a kiss and everything's love fine. Affair forms yeah, out of out of just nowhere. one really manhandly kiss. Mm. He just grabs a woman's face, kisses her, and she's like, "Ooh, I'm yours." That's not I don't know, but that's just what happens in this movie too. So, also up until now, he has had a very like chill persona. Yeah, I didn't mention that, and thank you for reminding me. But yeah, he's. He's not being his normal self. He's using his like, oh, I'm Nick Cage. He's but using he that voice. Says, but he, he, he uses like, dude, man, bro. <laughs> yeah, there is a scene later that we'll talk about. But he's like, hey, dude, what's up, bro? And it's like, is that what people are saying in the South in 1990s New Orleans? But I, I guess that's probably just the script. I don't, I don't know if that was him or not. But so the next time we see him after the kiss is actually the next scene. It just kind of cuts away. And Zandali is walking in the rain. And a homeless man comes up to her. And he's like, hey, can I borrow a dollar or something? She's like, I don't have a dollar, but here, take my umbrella. Which was nice of her, I guess. But Nick Cage comes up immediately after, and he, like, mocks the homeless man. <laughs> he's like, oh, can I have a dollar too, babe? And I was like, like, what an asshole. And then, of course, once again, <laughs> well, not right away, because first I wrote down what he says. He says... I want to shake you naked and eat you alive, Zandali. Yeah. That so one. Another, that line. Another kind of big plot point that I may have failed to mention to this point is that Judge Reinhold is impotent and he's, you know, he's not really happy in life because he's not writing anymore and he's he's got to sell his father's company. So he really is not satisfying Zandali. So that's where Nick Cage comes in, I guess because she's so thirsty for some man meat. That she'll take anything. Like I said, she has three facial expressions. And one, one. is horny. Yeah, and she does that a lot in this movie. Two but, is fright. Yeah. And three is meh. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's kind of <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> it's just a standard face. <laughs> so they're kind of walking through the rain and talking, and then they walk into like an alleyway and He's like, I don't know, again, they're all using these words like, I want to be the wind in your sails and the ocean of despair and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So he, they start doing like hand stuff in an alleyway and she like kicks off her 
granny panties and lets them kind of like go like because it's raining it the the rain and the water takes it like down the street takes her underwear down the street never saw them again yeah so they they end up going into nick cage's apartment and he's an artist so it's kind of like an artist loft and they start they start going at it and like you said you know this is basically a porno and they're after sex they're talking and they're like what do you think i think you're a sad woman and i think that you've got too many troubles to handle than one person should bear and it's just all this kind of like artsy crap type stuff you know what i mean and he starts like rubbing paint all over her and stuff like that and then they keep kissing and it's just it's just boring scene followed by sex scene followed by boring scene followed by sex scene followed by boring sex scene. followed by a boring <laughs> sex scene which that one kind of was so he <laughs> the next scene kind of came out of nowhere and and it, there was no other scene in this movie that was more New Orleans than this. Nick Cage is sitting at the bar and he takes a shot of tequila or something. And he comes back to this bar a few times and he's sitting next to a priest and he's like, hey, father, want to see a magic trick? So he shows a priest a magic trick in a bar in New Orleans. How like Nola is that? <laughs> it's like, that is the most Cajun thing I've ever heard. Like, hey, father, let me show you something. <laughs> so Judge Reinhold walks into the bar and he's like, hey, my grandma, who I live with, has a new boyfriend. So why don't you bring a date and we'll have like a triple date with, with me, <laughs> my you, and my grandma. <laughs> and so, so me and Zandali, you and a date. And... My grandma and My her grandma. new boo. <laughs> yeah. So they they go to they go to the dinner and it's at Judge Reinhold's house. And the the grandma's boyfriend is for Seinfeld fans is Mr. Pitt. It's the guy who makes Elaine go and buy her like thirty different pairs of socks for a whole episode. It's just, you know, the the Is he her the- boss? Yes, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. She was like an executive assistant. Yeah, but it was I think just I remember these, this. It was menial tasks like, can you cut up my Snickers for me? <laughs> you know, it was, stuff, it was stuff like that. So he's so that's Mr. Pitt is is the old woman's cool. <laughs> boyfriend, a secret boyfriend. So Nick brings to the dinner party none other than Marissa Tomei. My girl. Your girl. Everybody says if, if Hannah's got a celebrity lookalike, Hannah is a young Marissa Tomei, which good for me. Yeah. Thanks, people <laughs> yeah, who yeah. say that. Yeah, exactly. So the, the dinner scene starts with Nick just saying out of nowhere, This duck is really succulent. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, and I it, just had water in my mouth. I almost did a spitting. <laughs> I forgot he said that. Yeah. And while they're all talking at dinner, he's sitting next to Zandali, so he's trying to, like, reach up zandali's dress and i'm like man you've got marissa tomei begging for you just leave zandali alone like nibbling on his ear yeah like at dinner with elderly people <laughs> <laughs> so zandali stabs his hand with a fork yes yeah yeah so to fend him off so what they do after that you remember what they do after that yeah i remember what they do zandali's like oh, i'm gonna go get something in the kitchen nick's like oh, i'll help you or something and then he's like let's just Let's bang with your husband in the next room. And, and they she's did. like, okay. Yeah. They go on the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They go on top of the washing machine with like her grandmother-in-law and her husband in the next room. Like they turn on the washing machine. So naturally, Judge oh, Reinhold hears it. But the first thing that she says what she when say? he walks into the kitchen I don't, I don't is, think I how ever... dare you bring a girlfriend into my house? Yeah. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, we're not in a, we're nothing. Yeah. You banged You're once. You're cheating on 
your right. husband with me. Right. You're not in any position to make the rules. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the whole scene was weird, especially because the scene ends with, you know, Judge Reinhold hears the washing machine go <laughs> Wait, off. Wait, is this when he looks in the camera? <laughs> yeah, and he's got, like, his jaw literally drops as he's looking off in the distance. And then he turns and looks at the, at the camera as the camera zooms so in. Breaks the fourth it like wall. breaks the fourth wall out of nowhere. But he doesn't actually say anything to the camera. No, so but it's not he that just bad, makes but... eye contact with us. Yeah, it was very <laughs> uncomfortable for us in particular. So Zandali's on another run, and we see Nick again. He grabs her, and they go into an alley, and then they undoubtedly, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> he's because he, he's like, you need to leave your husband. Why did you even get together with him in the first place? And she's like, oh, he's a poet. And he grabs her by the vagina and says, isn't, <laughs> he says, isn't this poetry? So there's that. And so they're in Nick's, Nick's apartment and they're about to have sex. And <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. This is great. One of our reviews for this podcast was that people listen for Hannah's laugh only. So, <laughs> so it's all good. So they're in Nick's apartment and she says Judge Reinhold's name during sex. And he like freaks out and then it does that thing where it plays like soap opera music <laughs> so soap opera so it's like she his name's his name's basically terry but it's cajun so it's like terry and they like very quickly back away from each other as well yeah and then it's like <laughs> like as they're like what did you say I didn't see. It's I my, said, "It's my husband." I said, "F me, not my, not Terry," and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god! And it's just <laughs> this scene is really poorly acted. It's like they just forgot about this scene. The director's like, "No, nah, it's fine. We'll just do it on the day. We'll worry about it. Don't rehearse." <laughs> so then, you know, because I guess Judge Reinhold is kind of onto them. Nick Cage comes into Judge Reinhold's office, and Nick Cage is wearing the shirt for Judge Reinhold's company. So like, does he? I think work he's had that on though, because yeah. I re- I recall him having it on. It's kind of like an electrician electrician's. Well, it's shirt. a communications. Yeah, company. but th- but if I could explain it to an audience who isn't watch like doesn't hasn't seen a picture of it. Yeah, it kind of yeah. looks like a it's plumber's like, shirt or yeah, something. Like a worker's uniform. But earlier, when you said that he had some great glasses on, now I'm remembering what he had on. Mm. He was wearing that worker shirt, but he cut the sleeves off. Gotcha. So it was like a muscle button up <laughs> and then his glasses were i don't know like tony stark's like orange tinted yeah, frames but like before like he's not robert downey jr to to try to pull that off no yeah it wasn't like cool <laughs> it kind of worked with his character because his character they, was an artist but they kind of looked like a mix between just like goggles and glasses yeah yeah but Kinda. he has glasses on in other scenes mm-hmm. that are more like gene eugene levy right sure yeah like big glasses yeah like, big like frames. thick frames yeah. like tortoiseshell frames yeah. and i think it works for him and sure. this is the first time that we've seen him in glasses is that it? any costume designers yeah. put him in glasses and yeah. i think it works for his face good all right i don't find him attractive but i was like <laughs> oh he looks pleasant. <laughs> Especially because I don't think I did a good job explaining the facial hair earlier, but he's got a, mu- a thin little mustache <laughs> and a soul patch, and that's it. And, and like then huge birds. mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, mutton chops. Yeah, yeah. So it's not great. <laughs> and then he's got the mullet on top of it. And that. then he's got his stupid face. So yeah, and then <laughs> putting it's glasses on the face at least hides some of it. Yeah, yeah. 
So this is the scene at Judge Reinhold's office where they, he's like, hey, dude, what's up, bro? What can I do for you? Because he calls him into the office and he's like, hey, want to share my peach, bro? Because he's eating peach. And then and then they just kind of suddenly get mad at each other. Like, I know that they should be mad at each other. Like, at least Judge should be mad at Nick because it's like, obviously, you're having sex with my wife. But they, they just get mad at each other for no reason. Everybody gets mad first. Yeah, that's what was weird about it. I don't know. So that was kind of an odd scene, I think. And I even wrote down, why is and everybody suddenly mad? And Judge still hasn't, I guess, like revealed that yeah, he, he knows anything. he hasn't really confronted him yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this all takes place while Zandali was at Nick Cage's apartment, waiting for him to come home on his lunch break so that they could home. She has hump. a key. She has a key to his apartment. So after he basically stands her up because he's too busy meeting with Judge Reinhold. She, like, leaves the key behind. She throws paint all over the bed, and she, like, starts throwing shit. Like, she just gets mad because he didn't show up. This is, like, before cell phones and shit. Like, she can't call him. Like, he can't call her. He's at work. He got tied up, and she's just, like, inexplicably furious. Again, she's in no position to be making all of the rules. Absolutely not. (laughs) So what she ends up doing is she ends up going to church. (laughs) <laughs> and Nick Cage finds her, and he's and she's like, "How did you, How did know, you know I was here?" Yeah. What does he say? He's like, "I know you." Yeah, <laughs> like what? Well, okay, thanks for that explanation. That means nothing. This is the to first me. time we're seeing her in a church. <laughs> yeah, it's not like oh, she always goes to church. Right, That's she always not goes a on runs. Central point of her character. Right. <laughs> so I'll we'll probably have to insert a clip here, and I don't have it queued up on my phone, so we'll have to re-edit it in. But this is one of the best screams in the movie and because it's just the two of them in the church and he's like trying to get her to kiss him and he's like kiss me and she's like no so he just starts screaming like he's like see nothing happens because religion is meaningless it's the waves of the past and i'm in the fields of the future and then you know he's all just this artsy crap that was a great scream it was a really good scream so after that incredible scream he kind of grabs zandali and pushes her into a confessional booth and he pretty much straight up rapes her yep it's it's second time in a movie that he's raped someone third right vampire's Vampire's Kiss. kiss There was another one. Really? Oh, time, time to kill. To kill. <laughs> Duh. That's what the whole movie was about. The movie was about he rapes rape. rapes and murders her. Yeah. Well, he doesn't murder her on purpose, but he probably did in Time to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. No, Zandali doesn't get murdered here. She just gets raped. Oh, correct. Yeah. Not to diminish the, not to diminish the, the, that she got raped. But What? She does get murdered. Oh. All right, well, again, spoiler alert. And it just mouthed it to me. You're, you're going to listen to this or, or watch the movie or whatever. We're all over the place. We're all over the place this time. Steve just goes, yeah, Zandali doesn't get murdered. <laughs> like, she gets murdered. She gets murdered at the end. She gets shot inexplicably at the end. I totally forgot because it makes no sense for the plot. It's what I'm saying. Like, everyone goes fucking nuts. Everybody goes nuts in the, in the last, last 20, 20 minutes. minutes. It makes zero sense. So we're almost there at the last 20 minutes. So we see Nick very briefly after the rape in his apartment and he's like laying on his bed looking all moody and then he does the thing where he looks out a rainy window you know he's done that in like four movies as well 
Then he's on the street and he's talking to that art dealer guy that you mentioned earlier, and it's a really nothing scene. Yeah, hold on. What's his name? Uh, yeah. I got it here. Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan. So he talks to <laughs> Zach Galligan on the street briefly. So then he wanders into the bar again where he showed the priest the card trick, and he sees Judge Reinhold sitting there, and he goes, Something along those lines. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't even want to insert that clip because it's so nothing. And it's sort of like a confrontation. Like Judge sort of confronts Nick. He's like, hey, my wife's cheating on me. And Nick's like, oh, did she say who? And he's like, for all I know, it could be you, Nick Cage. And then he's like, the worst part is I wouldn't even be mad. I'm just more mad at myself for being happy that somebody's satisfying her. And it was like, whoa, okay. So that's kind of where they are in this relationship. So I think there's a lot of sexual tension between those two. Yeah. I don't know. Going back to my love theory. Yeah. Do you think he was maybe more upset that somebody was sleeping with Nick Cage that wasn't him? He was jealous of his wife. Yeah. I think that it was, he was more upset that it was the fact that it was Nick Cage Mm. that was sleeping with his wife. Yeah. Because he wanted him for himself. They are. Off. This is definitely. We're, I mean, we're looking too I'm much just into this. Being yeah. ridiculous. This is absolutely not <laughs> at all. No, it's not what this thing. movie's about. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it more interesting than yeah, it was. Because it was just it's sexy and it's boring. It's like I don't know. What do you think about this? Oh, but God, I haven't even like mentioned. There's five or six scenes of Zandali. She owns like a a clothing oh, yeah. store, and it's she's nothing. got like a gay best friend. And there's like five scenes of them just talking. It's boring as shit. But so then Zandali and Judge Reinhold kind of make up, you know, they have a they have a long talk, of course, and they make up and they say, let's spend a few days on the bayou. And so they're kind of zipping around in a boat and they dock their boat at uh, there's kind of like this bar, sort of like convenience store area for, I guess, people going up and down the bayou. And Judge Reinhold goes into the bar. He's like, hey, I'll take a six pack for me and my woman or something. And this is where the movie turns <laughs> because Nick Cage is just sitting in this random ass in the bar dark in the corner in a dark corner is <laughs> like hey judge I, hey Terry how's it going I think I think you said something like give me a beer too or yeah. something like that yeah like and make that a make that two or something like that right and then oh and just to set the scene as well mm-hmm. Nick Cage is wearing all black oh yeah and Judge Reinhold is wearing all white oh yeah and then Zandali is wearing an orange dress. Yes. So there's, so, you know, yeah. whatever contrast between the colors. Absolutely. Very dramatic. Especially because, let me see, let me, let me see did I write down what he, what he actually said? I didn't. But he's like, he says something along the lines of like, our, Nick unprompted says like, are you sure you're okay with this? Would this ruin our friendship or something? And we're like, oh, okay, so... Judge is going to say, hey, spend the day with my woman, satisfy her sexually, so then I can kind of come in later. But that's not what happens. They both walk out on the dock, and Zandali sees them, and they get kind of pissed. Like, Zandali gets kind of pissed to see Nick Cage, I guess because he raped her. And... You remember what happens next? Yeah. Do you want to say it, or should I say it? (laughs) Go for it. Nick Cage and Judge Reinhold... (laughs) start aggressively doing a ballroom dance on the dock. 
they just start dancing. That's why I was like, is there some type of connection between these two? It's like they're doing the waltz. Like they interlock but their hands. Incredibly aggressive. Yeah, and then they like every time one of them turns the other, they like like embrace in a it's really passion. like tough way. <laughs> yeah, they're like like are they trying to win or something? The dance? I don't understand. Why did they dance? You said that it to you it reminded oh, yeah. you of like some type of mating ritual that two male mammals or birds or something yeah. do, yeah. and the and the females like watching it to really see was. who performs the best and then that could be her mate yeah it was like it was like the two males must now compete in a ritualistic dance for the favor of the female and it was like look at the as how the bluebird ruffles his feathers yeah so after they dance inexplicably judge reinhold kind of walks down the dock a little bit and he's looking you know off into the sunset and he's saying something about I don't know. Again, it's just bullshit. It's like, my feelings for the wind are not as strong as my feelings for the tide, but they're interconnected. He says something stupid. (laughs) And then he just turns around, and he's got a gun, and he points a gun at Nick Cage, and then he points a gun at Zandali, and then he points a gun to his head, and then he just kind of points it out to the air and and takes a a a shot. or something. Yeah. I don't know if he actually hits anything, but it doesn't matter. But then he's like, I think we're all going to need to get in the boat now. So the, and Nick and, and Zandalee are like, okay, I guess, I guess we have to, he's got a gun. We kind of have to do whatever he, has, he also, wants us to do. Also we're on this little island. Yeah. This little island. And there's just nobody around except. How did Nick get there? Right. How did anybody get there? They were the only boat tied up there. Yeah. Are there roads to this bar? Who? What is this bar? It doesn't what matter. What is the last 20 minutes of this movie? Yeah. And I think we even kind of paused right before this to, you know, some one of us had to use the bathroom or something. And we come back and it's like, is this even the same movie? <laughs> this is so weird. So they all get into the boat and Judge Reinhold is zipping this boat. He's going really fast. And and then, you know, Nick's getting a little concerned. He's like, so why don't, hey, why don't I take over? And then Nick starts driving the boat faster. But it's because the whole time Judge Reinhold is like screaming poetry in a british accent and he'll like just take the gun and fire it in the air and nick's like so he so nick takes over the controls and goes faster and kind of like knocks judge reinhold off the boat which is kind of like the right move i guess but then i don't know if it was intentional i don't know either it's not really clear they don't have seatbelts on and they're going pretty quickly and erratically yeah yeah exactly so (laughs) So then he's in the water and he's not kind of coming out of the water. And Zandali's like, oh my God, he's drowning. Well, he keeps coming up for air and then going down. So, yeah. I mean, my first thought was he was drowning. He doesn't know how he to swim. He doesn't know how to swim, yeah. But so Zandali goes out, tries to save him. And she's like not a strong swimmer either. So Unsuccessful. Ni- yeah. So Nick, Nick goes yeah. and then grabs him from under the water, brings him up, and Judge Reinhold bites nick's neck vampire's kiss style oh yeah draws blood too draws blood nick lets out like a (laughs) scream i guess you could say yeah it's a good scream and then lets judge reinhold go and then he just sinks to the bottom of the river yeah so and we never see him again no he basically committed suicide by drowning I guess, which I didn't think was possible if you knew right. how to swim. Right. Well, and they even say that in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Xandalee says that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the next thing that we see is her standing by his grave 
Yeah, yeah, and and she has a weird conversation with Steve Buscemi, which is above ground because it's New Orleans. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't bury anyone below sea level. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that a little bit. Everyone has like a mausoleum. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, Zandali and Nick Cage are both really sad. So there's a quick shot of Nick, and he's painting in his robe and glasses, and he's just painting away. And then he's briefly at the bar, and I didn't even write anything down about that because I, it must have just been a quick scene. But then... Oh, was it when he got the three shots of tequila? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we rewound it because we were arguing whether he said three or two shots of tequila. <laughs> I thought he said dose. <laughs> he said three more or something like that. So. so he gets three shots of tequila, so he must be pretty drunk. And he gets back to his apartment. Yo, what even? And the art buyer comes over. What's his name? Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Zach Gilligan? Something like that? I don't know. And, and the art buyer's like, I don't know if I really like this new stuff that you've got here. He's like, I really like this one, though. And Nick's like, that's my old stuff. You don't want that. And he's like, yeah, but I just think it's a really good direction. And then Nick just starts screaming. How did we stay next to Picasso? But then the best part of that is that after he does that scream that you just heard, he, like, the art director's like, all right, well, I'm leaving. And Nick's just like, yeah, okay, man. Take it easy. He okay. says, see you, bro. He's like, oh, what does he say? He's like, oh, okay, take it easy. Just real, <laughs> okay, take it easy. Just real quiet. It's like he's totally back to normal. Our eyes got really wide when he, when he was screaming. And we, like, looked at each other. And then he was just like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, take it easy. Okay, cool. Take it easy. And we were just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But then. Oh, oh but then. then. Oh, but then. Oh, but then. He this, star- is, this is what you guys come here for. He starts getting real moody. And he starts destroying all of his art. He starts stabbing it. And he's ripping his canvases apart. He's throwing, throwing shit. Paint, throwing pain. And he starts screaming. And again, we'll put the clip in here, I'm sure. <laughs> During that clip, what you heard was him saying things like, die, 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 black it out, black it out. He was saying black it out as he literally- Laid on the floor Yep. in, I think, shorts and no shirt. Yeah. Against the wall, pouring black paint all over his body. Yes. Like head to toe. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Screaming. Black it out, black it out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was that was the most cagey scene. But again, up and this is like the last five minutes of the movie. Up until he was so chill. Everything was chill. So, dude. Okay, like, bro. See ya. Okay, take it easy. Isn't this poetry? Uh, <laughs> I want to eat you alive. I want to eat you alive and shake you naked. You want a peach? You want to bite my peach? You want to bite my peach? <laughs> but he just lets loose in the last five minutes here. So he ends. I will also comment mm. that. Judge Reinhold tries really hard to maintain his southern accent. Yes. Nick doesn't even try because he no, knows he's going to fail at it. It's pretty in and out. Because no. every movie that we've seen that he has an accent, like his performance is compromised by it. Yeah, he's spending too much energy trying to do the accent and his acting suffers. Hence Peggy Sue, for example. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he ends up 
<laughs> I guess he cleans up because he's back at Zandali's yeah. apartment and he's not covered in black paint. That's like the very next scene. So he says, he's like, oh, I want you back. I can't stop thinking about you. All this stuff. And he says, when I make toast, I smell your skin. So weird. <laughs> and then they're like, they start kissing again. And it's like, you know, what is with this girl? She just lost her husband. I guess she's in a vulnerable state. Ugh. Yeah. But so they're about to really need to portray women like that. I know. I know. It was the early 90s. She was really just a piece of meat in this movie. But she was the star. She was a set of boobs. Yeah. She was the star (laughs) and she nobody even knows her name. She wasn't even first billed in this movie. She was like third. She was third. (laughs) Which is insane. It was like Valley Girl all over again. The movie's called Valley Girl. And they just used a different girl in the poster. (laughs) It is her in the poster. No, it is. It is her this time around. So they're about to have sex again. And she once again says, Terry, which is Judge Reinhold's name. And so they don't have sex. So she just gets up. No words are said. She just gets up. She puts on one of Judge Reinhold's long sleeve button up shirts and then walks out the door. And she just starts kind of walking and running through the streets of New Orleans. And Nick Cage is chasing her in all black. Then stops at the front of the church. Yeah. And looks like she needs an exorcism, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, she looks at the church like it, like, similarly to how Nick Cage looked at the cross when he thought he was a vampire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been an <laughs> earlier scene, actually, when she looked oh, at, the, oh, at the church like that. Because she is just kind of aimlessly walking around the oh well city. she was raped in that church oh that's true yeah well there you go fair enough there fair enough <laughs> so then at some point earlier in the movie i didn't even write it down because i don't remember when this was but at some point earlier in the movie nick cage gets a voicemail in his apartment about like hey you owe us some money and he's like ah no it, i think it was when he was doing his die 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 black it out black it out and he like throws the voicemail like the voice machine against the wall so he destroys it Mm -hmm. but that's all we get about what happens next because there's a guy in a car with a gun and a mustache because everybody has a mustache in this movie and he sees nick cage and he's like hey i gotta collect my bills or you never paid your your allowance and he's he winds up about to take a shot at nick cage and zandali jumps in front of the bullet and Why? she just dies. What has this man done for you? Right. He's raped you. That's it. And basically caused... Also ruined your marriage. Yeah. I mean, you had a, I mean, she, a big part yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah. And that's that. And that's that. And she, she dies. She dies in he, his arms. And he goes, and he has a good scream, a big, no. 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 And she dies in his arms and he picks her up and makes kind of a weird face. But, you know, he did just... Shock. Yeah, Shock see someone get face. shot. Yeah. So he picks her up and starts carrying her down the street. Camera pans up to the sky and credits roll. Yep. Not a great movie. You remember when we thought that the movie was going to end with them dancing? I really wanted it to. I really, really wanted <laughs> Once they started oh. dancing. <laughs> oh, it would have made it would have made it for me. I would have loved it. Hmm. Yeah. So that's that. Clo- yeah. Closing thoughts. <laughs> Last week we introduced a new question: Is this a movie? Yeah, it's I think a it's movie. a movie. <laughs> is this a good? Regrettably enough, so. Is this a good enough movie that you would watch it again? No. Would you ever show it to anybody? No. 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 Well, we did have an interesting it's question. Pain. 
maybe uh, someone who like is into softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey uh jim what are, what, are, what are you into what are you into these days i'm getting really into softcore porn oh you want to come over and watch <laughs> this movie <laughs> this is a great movie called zandali it's from 91 it's basically a softcore porn you'll love it come on over i'll bake cookies <laughs> <laughs> so that's a weird response but <laughs> i mean we did have the discussion after we watched this movie of because we watched what we what we ranked as the lowest last week, which was that Industrial Symphony number one. Jesus Christ. That was basically a performance art piece. And the question became, would you watch this again or would you watch that again? Because this was an hour and a half really boring. And that one was 45 minutes. Most of it was boring. Most of it was boring, but it was interesting visuals. Unique. Unique. That's a better word for it. So I think avant-garde avant-garde <laughs> I don't know what I would watch again what I would rather neither, watch again please. probably neither but rather so that's stab that. my eyes yeah so our next segment is to do some Nicolas Cage awards the best scene worst scene that type of thing our okay. first award we'll give out is for the best supporting actor in the movie I love Marissa Tomei but you said that you loved the grandmother's boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's really no shining star from a performance perspective in this movie no i was disappointed by judge reinhold yeah he's fine he's got a wicked Erica adam's apple Anderson. on that guy oh, awful that thing could cut glass it looks like an elbow <laughs> it's a huge adam's apple on that's, that guy. that's it that's the judge reinhold's adam's apple <laughs> best, best supporting, supporting actor. actor i love it i love it i'm good with that uh, next it would be best dressed. Is it when he's covered in black paint? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Because he's not actually wearing clothes. That's why. Well, it I doesn't want that qualify. for another award. Oh, so I, I don't want to give it twice. You don't want to give it twice. I Should... think we could just say like glasses, like in general. Just his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a it... it's a new choice. Yeah, it's true. I guess. Well, he wore glasses in Peggy Sue. He did. Yeah, I think so. Google it. Give it a googs. Hold on. Like in the future? In the past. Because he was a nerd. And what shows that you're a nerd more so than wearing glasses? Glasses. Four eyes. <laughs> no, he's not wearing glasses? Yeah, he is. He Aha! Is, he is. In some scenes. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. You remember this part? You mean my flag? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great scene. Goodness. Uh, stop looking at Peggy Sue. It's just gonna make you mad. <laughs> All right. So the glasses. Anytime he's wearing glasses, because the rest of what he was wearing was pretty nondescript. It was just very nineties. Unless yeah. he was wearing his worker's suit, or unless he was covered in paint. He always looks like an ex-con. Yeah. He's dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greasy. Yeah. So let's see. Next category for us to discuss would be the worst scene. What do you think the worst scene was? The one that he looks out the window. Yeah. He's just <laughs> laying in bed and then he gets up and looks out a window <laughs> boringly. Okay. So I'll, I'll agree with you on that because I really want to get to the next category, which is the best scene. And There's so many. I'm between two. Yeah. It's the black it out, black it out where he pours paint all over himself or it's the aggressive waltz. It's the waltz. That... It's the waltz. So far out of nowhere. It's incredible. Loved it. Loved it. 
All right. I like that. I'm, I was torn between the two, so I, I needed you to make that decision. Easy, easy choice. Okay, now here's another tough one. The best scream. Is it in the church? Is it when he shouts no? Is it when he shouts black it out, black it out, black it out? Church. You think it's the church where he's like, fuck shit, smite me now, God, or something along those lines. And he like rips his shirt open when he does that too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the best scream? That was his first scream in the mm-hmm. movie. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of justified. Is it? Is it ever? More so than some of his other screams in other movies. Mm. What was the other scream other than that? Uh, Like leading into the black it out, black it out, black it out. And it's like... Oh, um, oh. (laughs) When he goes, I'm standing next to Picasso. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Is that your favorite one? I don't know. Uh, Should we say the church? I think it's the church. Okay. Just because it did more... Uh, yeah more so than the others it came out of nowhere yeah because the the others came out of a time where he was already in a weird state emotionally so like that's Mm -hmm. why he's screaming Mm -hmm. but he's screaming at god in a church right before he rapes somebody and that is just something Mm. choice so our last category our last award to give is the most nouveau shamanic moment so for those of you who are new to the podcast it nouveau shamanic is what nick cage calls his own acting style we are not really 100 percent sure what it means but Said he's gonna write a book about it one day write a book. still waiting for it yes and so we're, we just kind of give it to the most cagey moment yeah and I so think... i have a i have an honorable mention okay what do you got i liked his magic trick because <laughs> that came out of nowhere yeah and i feel like that was his decision okay because why else logically was that in the movie could have been in the script why i don't know because it's new orleans and people do magic (laughs) in new orleans okay fair but i think it's pretty obvious with priests in a bar (laughs) yeah but no what i think it's pretty obvious and we skipped it for the best scene or or for the end scream end scream so that we could put it in this in this category it's the pouring black paint yeah. all over his body as he screams black it out black it out you know what it kind of reminded me of actually was from not last week but i guess two or three weeks ago when we watched wild at heart where the mother who just <laughs> she just was never she on script herself in lipstick. <laughs> she just paints her she covers herself head to toe in lipstick oh, it kind of reminded man. me of that Maybe that's where he drew the inspiration. Well, hey, she was nominated for an Academy Award for she that was. movie. Even though she was by far the worst performer <laughs> in that movie. I think or we looked it up. one at, of the worst performers I've ever seen yeah, in any movie. I, th- I think we looked it up, and that was the year, actually, where she lost supporting actress to Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost mm-hmm. from a few weeks ago when we watched uh, Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So that's... That's going to do it for our Nick Cage Awards, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we have to do is rank this movie. Where are we ranking this? Let me pull up the rankings. All right. So I know it's going to be towards the bottom, but I don't think it's definitely not below Industrial Symphony. No. And I or don't, Time to Kill. Or Boy in Blue. No. So the next one up from that in the 14 spot is Wild at Heart. Oh, it's below Wild at Heart. You think it's below Wild at Heart? Yeah, Definitely. I'm almost like trying to remember what this movie that we just watched was even about. Exactly. Wild <laughs> re- at Heart was like... It was memorable. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, there there was all that weird ass... Imagery. <laughs> imagery of, of the Wizard, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And Laura Dern was incredible. She was incredible. Nobody in this movie was incredible. No. Yeah. And I know that this is about Nick Cage's performance mm-hmm. more so than the movie itself. Yeah. 
but he had such a subdued performance for most of this mm-hmm. movie that it's we only the last to... 20 minutes but wild yeah. at heart he was a little cagier throughout mm-hmm. so yeah okay i think below uh, wild at heart above yeah. boy in blue yeah so that also puts it below things like firebirds rumblefish never on tuesday we we did have fun with never on tuesday yeah i think but, that's fair okay so that this movie was shit (laughs) it really was shit it was really bad so let's see that makes it number 15 out of 18 just fyi that's fair that's fair what is gonna be the worst it might be industrial symphony but we've said that before like oh this is gonna be the worst one forever but i don't know what is number one Vampire's Kiss? As of right now, here, I'll give you our top five. Our top five currently are number one, Vampire's Kiss, which was just so cagey, so off the Amazing. wall. Amazing. Number two is Racing with the Moon. We actually kind of like the movie for the most part. And then there is that one incredible nugget of a Nick Cage scene. And right it's in the early, middle. too. Like early in his career. This is yeah. one of his first movies. Yeah. And he's just coming out with that nouveau shamanic style. Yeah. Number three is Best of Times. The, Still? The TV. We put that above the one that we liked? Yeah, so that's number four. So <laughs> oh. Best of Times is the made-for-TV or, or a TV pilot where it's fourth wall breaking, it's laugh tracks, oh, it's, it's I think sometimes we're drunk wipes. for these ratings. Yeah, I mean, rankings. but we had so much fun with Best of Times. We really did. Like, it, it was just such but, a gem. I don't know. We also had a lot of fun. all right. I can't. Yeah. I, we can't regret the past. No, we gotta they're, leave it. They're as where is. they are. We gotta leave it as is. Number four is Raising Arizona. Yeah. So that movie we genuinely Loved liked. That movie. Yeah, the Coen Brothers movie. And then number five, because of how weird it is, is Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> Birdie was pretty uh, off the wall. So that's our top five. Okay. And then our current bottom five. How about I give you those two? So we just bo- said them. Yeah, so bottom five, I just said it. So number 14 is Wild at Heart. Number uh, 15 is going to be Zandali. 16 is The Boy in Blue. 17 is Time to Kill or Tiempo de Uchidi or whatever. Whatever. Who fucking cares? And then number 18. It's the atrocity. Industrial Symphony, number one, The Dream of the Brokenhearted. Oh, boy. The Nightmare of the yep. Hannah Martin. Yep, yep, yep. The Nightmare of Hannah Martin. Monster <laughs> Dreams, for sure. So next week, we are going to be watching Honeymoon in Vegas. So I think you mentioned last week, not to be confused with confused Leaving with Las leaving Vegas, Las Vegas. Which he won an Oscar for. He did, yeah. This man has won an Academy Award. He sure did. And the, what would that be considered? I guess like the statistics for that are horrendous. What do you mean? One out of one out of a hundred roles. <laughs> yeah, he's he's had more movies where he's raped a woman <laughs> than Academy Award nominations. Yeah, was he only nominated once? I don't know. We could probably look it up real quick. I know that he won once. Oh, twice. What else was he nominated for? Adaptation. Ah, two thousand three. Okay. I've actually heard that was good. Well, we'll find out. We sure will. Quite a few months. <laughs> Honestly, I thought he was really, well, there were parts where I thought he was really good in Birdie, and I think that was one of his best performances, along with maybe Raising uh, raising Arizona so far. Yeah. Yeah. And Best of Times. Best of Times. <laughs> oh, boy. He's Brad, right? Or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> so that's going to do it. So that's all of our awards. That's our rankings. Anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here, Hen? Merry Christmas. Yeah, we might be off again next weekend for uh, a little Christmas break. We're going to spend some time with family, but we'll be back in the new year with 
honeymoon in Vegas. And happy Hanukkah and happy ha- Kwanzaa and happy yeah. Festivus. Wow. And you're all inclusive. Happy New Year. Yes. This is a non-denominational podcast. You're goddamn right it is. This is a Nick Cage podcast through and through. And he, we that is the only religion that we that is the only subscribe to. <laughs> I do wish that the timing worked out. Somebody had asked me. I wish the timing worked out so that we could watch the Family Man for a Christmas episode, but and it's not for a couple be? of years. No, it's, we're going to watch it in like June or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we can't push it off until this the Christmas. We can we can try to do it for either half Christmas or Christmas in July. Yeah. All right, we can look into that. I, actually, I was like, <gasps> yeah, I mean, you like, got really this is pumped the about best it. idea I've ever had. Yeah, I from memory, I really like the Family Man. The Family Man, but I've only seen it 10, 15 years ago. I, I, I was say young. 10, 15 times. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I, I liked it. I've I'm, only seen it about a dozen times. I might have seen it twice, but okay. Well, yeah. good, good for you. We'll talk about it later, <laughs> probably in a few months. Yes. So tune in. Thanks for listening. And now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Take care, guys. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. Woo!